What day is it? Oh, Saturday. We never record on Saturdays. We never record on Saturdays. Um, it's because it's a holy day for my people. Mm. Um, just to temporally anchor us, it is Saturday, February 26, 2023 at 1.32 p.m. Pacific time. Yeah. I say 2023 we... just to lie to people. With oh, it. wait. Did you say 2023? Yes, but. Oh, I didn't even catch it. it. February 26, 2023. Um. Before we start, I do want to say that now there's definitive proof that we aren't intelligence assets because we got the intelligence wrong. We didn't think this yeah. happened. Well, we could be part of <laughs> we could be part of a massive disinformation campaign by the CIA to lead uh, podcast listeners astray. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of True and On. My name is Brace. Hello, I'm Liz. We are, of course, as always, joined by producer Young Chomsky. And you already said what the podcast was. I know. I've never done that before. I don't know. We That's just wanted to get into it. Yeah, that was a, that was a weird. Uh, I feel ashamed for having done that. <laughs> well, we're here because uh, Russia invaded Ukraine a couple of days ago. Yes. Yeah, I'd missed that. No. Um, but you texted me about it this morning, and I, frankly, <laughs> I, I'm going to need to see some more evidence of it. Yeah, you need to you need to catch up on the news. Yeah, I mean, I've had COVID. All right, and <laughs> yeah. I have long. COVID Brace is now. the opposite of me and almost everyone else, where he can't stop telling everyone that he has COVID. I've only no, I only told people yesterday once I was basically over it. Oh, really? Yeah, I felt ashamed of having gotten oh, it now. No. I, it, it's now it's a mark of it's, it's not it's as a, cool now i suppose i mean it's like everyone else got it in december i like what i don't don't get me started on this okay. i was given it to take me out of the equation <laughs> okay let's talk yeah because we're here to talk about what's been happening mm-hmm. in ukraine yeah and i want to start with the mea culpable mm. well mea not culpable i want to be clear on that but a mea culpa because okay. I was wrong, mm. dead wrong on this. I thought Ukraine was not going to get invaded by Russia. Yeah. And it turns out the opposite of that happened. Yeah, I also was wrong. I think that, although I'm not going to, I don't really, no mea culpa for me. I don't really care, to be honest, about being wrong. I'm going to say, like, there's, I'm not going to, like, I don't know. I think there's some people that out there that care more about, like, I don't know. I've noticed this at least over the past couple of days that like mm-hmm. everyone seems a little confused about like, what's the take? What's the right take? What should the left take be? The left take should yeah. be this. The take should be this. What side am I on? Like, you know, who's what? And so there seems to be a lot of like people looking at kind of like, you know, tallying up the different points on each side and seeing what's what. And I just like, don't care about any of that. I'm not going to like fucking apologize for wish casting that war not happen. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I didn't want to believe that Putin would enforce his red line, you know, um, and he did. I think if the people listen to those episodes, they shouldn't be in any kind of, they shouldn't be confused why this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I, there's, there's, a, cause I've been thinking about it for like the, you know, basically since this happened and I can't remember when we recorded those episodes, but it was yeah, before Putin gave his speech, um, and recognize the republics in eastern Ukraine. Yeah. And then obviously before the invasion. And I'm trying to think of like, well, there was, you know, when it, when it happened, the, the night that it happened, I was, I was pretty shocked. And I think a large part of the reason of that is A, that, I mean, the most basic reason I think I got it wrong is that I don't believe basically anything that the US government says, especially about a foreign adversary, right? Mm. Um. The same people that said that like Russia was going to invade Ukraine are the same people that has basically fed us bullshit since I was like a kid, right? And I think a general heuristic that I've taken is like, well, basically don't believe anything that these people say. Um, yeah. But another reason too, and the, the 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 I think the real main reason is that like I just don't understand uh, in just in terms of in Russia's self interest 
what this gets them. I mean, I can see the potentials of what this might get them, but the cost-benefit analysis here, I think, is, uh, let's say, a little skewed. And so I didn't think they'd actually do it. I mean, obviously, I know that not every single country operates in like this you know, extreme place of rationality and real politic. But, uh, you know, even for an example, like the, the American invasion of Iraq, like people say it's like it was stupid and a mistake, but like they were pretty sound if from the, from our leader's perspective, strategic and economic reasoning behind it. This, uh, is a little less clear to me. I like totally, I don't know if I agree with that. I actually think that you can, if like you won't take a kind of bird's eye realist view that it does make sense from the Russian perspective that they are like enforcing their red line and saying, yeah, no more NATO provocations. This is the consequence of that. And they had been, you know, like we talked about, they had been trying to have peace talks with Ukraine for months about what was going on in the Donbass. And it seems like from some reports and again, you know, from both sides, there's so much fucking disinfo and fake news. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about that. But it seems like there were Ukrainian provocations before the recognition, right? And that a lot of that seemed that was something that kind of led to that, right? Yeah. And I think that, you know, people are concerned about like, I don't know what position to take or what is, you know, what blah, 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 what's the take? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. But they're like, this could end right now if the United States stepped in to negotiate a ceasefire and not even a single, and that won't happen because, and we'll t- I'll talk about why that won't happen, but not even a single, not a single left liberal politician, except for Giannis Varoufakis, <laughs> actually, is fucking calling for that. Not a single one. And it's just, uh, it's unbelievable to me that US and NATO is fucking happy to let Ukrainian people die without like doing anything. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Well, I, I, I think I would disagree that they aren't doing anything. I think that they're flooding Ukraine with guns. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, just from sort of, I guess, a realist perspective too here is that like the, the U.S. and NATO as a whole kind of has to back Ukraine here. Um, or at least like the Western, the the more Western states in NATO, like literally like the West of Europe, um, because a large part and crucial part of NATO is the Eastern European states that are part of it, like Poland and the Baltic. Um, and I think that by supplying Ukraine the way that they're doing and sort of backing them, I don't know, to the hilt, although I guess you know it's only been going on for a few days, so we'll see what happens. They sort of have to also shore up. I mean, you know, NATO, uh, you know, activating the NATO response force or the readiness force or whatever it is. Um, I, you know, I, these things I, I don't think are necessarily for the benefit of Ukraine, although that might be a second order effect. I mean, depending on how you want to, uh, you know, how you want to identify a benefit, um, but more for the benefit of uh, NATO members in Eastern Europe and sort of shoring that up and also i don't know maybe paving the way the, the thing that's that i guess the thing that i don't understand about this and one of the many things that i don't understand about this is that if there was i, I think this would make ukraine although it could go the opposite direction i don't know i think this would make ukraine more determined than ever to join nato um as opposed to actually like well they aren't the gonna have i mean it's only a matter of time and i think this is what's very scary about this situation and why I really do wish that there was a sane, any kind of sane, like peaceful leadership in the fucking United States and NATO. I'm sorry. It's like, it's hard for me to talk about this because of how much I hate NATO. Yeah. Um, it, It really is like, makes my blood boil thinking about this. But the longer that this goes on, the more and more dangerous it gets for everyone specifically obviously Ukrainians and Russians but also everyone else in the world and you know it sounds like scaremongering and I don't want to do that but there are ways that this escalates in really bad like very very bad possibilities of escalation that mm. um I don't like I don't think that anyone here <laughs> Like anyone in the world is really prepared for, right? Like I saw the White House fucking throwing around sanctioning the Russian central bank. I think that that would be an act of war. That would be insane. They cannot do that. 
Um, I think Russians would also consider that an act of war. To explain really quick, sanctioning the central bank, what that would mean is that there would be no transactions except for in Russian territory. I mean, it would crash, immediately crash the ruble instantly. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think it would, it would destroy the Russian economy. Yeah, I mean, it just, it would be, it's, I know I, this, everyone says this, but it really would be a nuclear option. And I mean that in that it would absolutely accelerate the chance of this war going nuclear, which by the way, is like on the table. And I don't know if people are really being realistic or understanding that, which is why it's so important that we have anyone in this fucking country that's not hopped up and horned up at the idea of like Dr. Strange loving everything. Yeah, I mean, one thing I've sort of seen a lot, and again, this is this is, it's on social media, which has to be taken with a lot of grains of salt. Is that I think a lot of people don't necessarily know what NATO membership means, or like what, uh, which is which. I mean, I guess is understand. I don't know if you're really taught that, like maybe sure. in college. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I've seen a lot of people asking, well, why don't, why don't we just put Ukraine as a member of NATO? I mean, and you know, what you're seeing right now is a big reason that Ukraine could really never be a part of NATO. It, that's because, you know, Ukraine is sort of whether, whether this, you like this or not, Ukraine is in with it within Russia's like sphere of influence. And they view that as their buffer between like the rest of Europe and them. I mean, they already basically lost the Baltics. I mean, they, yeah. their hold on the Baltics was a, a very tenuous for much of their <laughs> relationship with it. Um, but, uh, you know, they, 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 Russians basically, or the Russian government basically views Ukraine as like, and I'm not saying this literally, although I don't know, maybe current events <laughs> prove that wrong, but it's basically that, 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 that's their backyard. That's not NATO's backyard. And what they're doing right now is is they're basically, I mean, they're they're, they're claiming it. Um, and so, if if Ukraine was a member of NATO, that would mean that they could obviously trigger NATO members, um, you know, defense of them, mm-hmm. which would escalate. I mean, it, it's, it doesn't even really necessarily. I, I don't even know how to play that out in my head. I mean, I, nobody knows at all what that would look like in 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 real terms. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I I think I think it's sort of. It's hard to say because obviously it's it's a developing situation. Um, but there are a few different ways this could go. Um, I I think one thing, and and this is what I'm saying. I I I think maybe we disagree on this, but I think it was a really. It was it's a big gamble for Russia to actually launch a massive ground invasion. Of oh, Ukraine. of course it's a gamble. I don't disagree with that. I think that my my, my I, I think my point would be that what we're witnessing is blowback for, you know, to shout out to our buddies at Blowback, uh, blowback for the American provocations, the deck, you know, I mean, from 2014 and on, right? Mm-hmm. And even before that in Ukraine against Russia. And Russia is going to have to is going to witness their own blowbacks to this. We don't know yeah. what that is yet, but of course, of course, it will. I mean, yeah, I mean, of course, there will be insane consequences for this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've I've already seen a lot of people sort of downplaying this. Like, this is you have no one to blame for Russia invading, but Russia. Where it's like, okay, well, I don't know what that necessarily means, but Russia does have stated reasons that they invaded. Um, I mean, you know, obviously you take anyone's sort of stated reasons for doing anything if they're a politician, you know, with a, with a, with a, a couple more grains of salt here. I'm adding up to a lot of salt in this episode. Um, but, uh, but one of those major reasons was that Ukraine had been sort of playing footsie with NATO for quite a long time. Um, frankly, I don't think, you know, Putin, I think, mentioned in his speech or one of his speeches uh, about Zelensky talking about getting nukes. That That is so unrealistic to me that like... Well, Zelensky said it. Yeah, it, kind of, but like it's not not in a way that I I think that anyone would would even especially Putin rather would t- actually take seriously. Um, but uh, I mean, he was basically, uh, from what I understand, from the quote I read, that he was saying it in 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 respect to Ukraine gave up its nukes in '94 uh, for assurances from from its the you know the people surrounding it in, in America. That its territorial integrity would be respected, and I think he was saying, "Well, it wasn't respected, so blah blah blah." But I, I just don't think that they would be able to get them. Maybe they would. I mean, they just—they're not even on the way yet. Um, 
but uh but you know putin said it is like a knife to the throat you know like nato encroaching on on eastern europe yeah and you know i think i think that it's worth taking that seriously you know like there it, it is like a knife to the throat i do see what they're saying there um and you know i guess he reacted in a way that i didn't think he was going to react but you know now we are at this point and uh and it, and it's pretty striking to see i mean one thing that i you know one of the reasons i say it's a gamble i i think because if you do engage in an invasion like this um and one of the closest sort of analogs just in terms of like militarily i can think of is like the invasion of iraq because yeah. we had one big objective that was baghdad cut off the political and you know military leadership and hopefully everyone surrenders their baghdad is kiev and they have not taken it yet well, that um, Baghdad took two weeks. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah, but this is still like they. They. I am. Yeah, I mean, I would. I one thing I would say to push just is like we don't actually know what the objective is, the military objective. I mean, yeah, they haven't said any. That's what's one thing that's wild. I think we're used to because of the way that the American forces operate. They love Pentagon loves a press conference, don't they? But mm. the fucking Russians are silent. They are clamped down. I don't think the Ministry of Defense has said anything about what's going on other than they they claim that yesterday they stopped the advances because they were trying to hold talks with Ukraine and Ukraine didn't come to the table. I don't know what, you know, that, how much that's true or not. You know, again, it's there's a lot in the fog of war and a lot of he said, she said. Um, but we don't totally know what, how they are structuring this attack. Although it does seem that like, yeah, they are trying to take down Kiev to replace the government. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are two basically main stated goals here are, are a denazification of Ukraine, mm-hmm. which I mean, you know, on, on one level you're like, all right, well, they're going to arrest all the Nazis, but that we don't actually know what that's going to look like in practice at yeah. all. I, I mean, I, it could, it could mean a million different things. And then demilitariz- demilitarization of Ukraine, which could also mean a, a lot of different things, right? <laughs> it could mean anything from like literally disbanding Ukraine's army and trying to turn them into like a, well, the Swiss actually have a pretty big army, but, uh, you know, trying to turn them into like a neutral, like totally demobilized country. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I, I don't know. I, I actually have no idea what either of those things mean. And, and Russia has been pretty vague on the specifics yeah. there too. Um, I just think from a pure military standpoint, like, uh, you know, it, it seems clear that they're probably trying to just get to the seat of government because generally when that falls, um, you know, the rest of the country and, and armed forces aren't, aren't yeah. far behind. I do think that it seems pretty clear that, that, um, Russia has, and, and again, this is, this is, it's unclear to the extent that this is true, but I think that it, it being true is, is clear it, it, you know, it at all is that Russia either overestimated their own capacity for doing, um, you know, what, what their, we, we can see that some of their objectives were, uh, and underestimated the Ukrainian army. And, and I say that in particular, like you, Russia should have from just a military standpoint, taken out there should not be a ukrainian plane flying in the skies right now yeah that that decision or failure whichever it was is pretty baffling yeah to not I mean, take out the air force yeah and they tried too that was that was sort of those opening salvos that first night uh i mean they i think they sort of tried to cut the head off the military and i mean i'm sure they, they did, did to most an of it yeah they took yeah. out like all communication yeah, but I don't. I don't. Although I, you know, it's also. I, and again, we we have no insight on this. I imagine that Ukraine has access to some uh, NATO uh, capabilities. Mm. Whether they're using those in place, I don't know. It's we we you know that's that's pure speculation. But uh, but yeah, it it seems that Russia sort of got uh, tried to tried to do this with uh, the minimal force they thought they could, and that did not work. And so we're, we'll see, I guess, how they ramp it up. It seems like they're sending more troops in. Well, that's what's scary, right? Because I think a lot of people, I think we tried to sit, talk about this a little bit on the episode, I think in the second part with Mark, but like, and especially in America, I think a lot of people don't know much about the Russian military or they still, there's like, what that? what's that old John McCain quote about it being like a bombed out gas station or whatever? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what he called Russia, which is just like insane. Mm-hmm. But also, he was a horrible person. But, um, you know, the Russian military is quite robust. They have the largest land army in the world. And 
I mean, their military tech is, I mean, it's just fact. It's 10 years ahead of American. And we have not seen anything. We haven't even seen anything that they used in Syria. Like, they're being very restrained, I think, because of whatever they imagine the kind of post, I don't know, the post-invasion occupation is going to look like. They're probably trying to manage, you know, it's clear that they're trying to minimize casualties in the way that they're kind of doing this. Mm -hmm. My worry is that the longer this goes, the more they have to escalate and the worse that gets, right? I mean, that's... I don't, I, you know, I don't think anyone wants that. Hopefully anyone, oh, I think American wants that, but I don't want that. Um, you know, they've been moving very quickly, I think we should say. Uh, but yeah, there, I saw some, I think, confirmed videos. Again, you have to like kind of confirm these like two or three times of Chechen troops, like an hour outside of Kiev, a couple, I saw posted and confirmed like maybe four hours ago. Mm-hmm. And that's worrisome. Those guys are, you know, I'm going to be like just not appropriate here, but those are fucking, those guys are serious guys. I don't know. They're, they're crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. The Chechen yeah. troops are very scary. Dudes. Uh, yeah. I, I, I listen, I, as, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I got to say, just from my own perspective, I'm really surprised that the Russian military has encountered, and again, it's, it's hard to tell what the actual fighting looks like. Yeah. You know, there has, there's been a, there's been a sort of really, um, Surprising lack of videos of that, especially compared to somewhere like Syria, where there yeah, was sort totally. of like constant social media updates on like battles as they were happening. Yeah, um, this has been uh, this has been surprising for me because the Russian military has not rolled over the Ukrainian military like I thought they would, and I thought they would for a couple of different reasons. I thought the um, Ukrainian military would probably be pretty demoralized by being um, by being invaded, and that's a gamble too, right? Because that could there, things could go that direction, and then things could go the opposite direction when they actually get a a shit ton of um, sort of verve and pep in their step from something like that. Um, but uh, but there 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 have been higher. Ca- I mean, the casualty counts right now are all fake. Every single casualty oh, yeah. count you see from anywhere is fake. And I'm not saying that doesn't mean there aren't casualties or they're way higher, way lower. I have no idea. But like all numbers in war, I mean, mm. that is part of a a like psyop. And I'm not saying that like in like a psyop from the like it's literally like yeah, this is like of, a tried and true tactic. Yeah. Well, that's part of war, right? Is all the information psyops. I saw a really funny tweet where someone was like, both Ukraine and Russia have Soviet mindset, which is uh, we've had zero casualties. <laughs> yes. We've shot down all of their planes, and they've suffered a billion casualties. We're winning. <laughs> yes, and and Ukraine is, I gotta say, killing it in the West with with propaganda. Um, oh my god! I, yeah. I don't think that's controversial to say whatsoever. Well, I wonder. I think you want to talk about NATO's arm. <laughs> I think that yeah, NATO's I mean, the, hand the, is the, heavy the, in the propaganda. The quote, online. "Ghost of Kiev" or whatever the the plane that people. <laughs> say, I mean that. There well, is, there was a whole apartment building that was being shown on CNN that was then confirmed. It was you know that was blown out and yeah. being passed around as like the brutality of the Russian invasion, but it was hit by you know fucking ant- Ukrainian anti air missile. Yeah. Just shit, yeah. you know, people are using whatever they can to say whatever they want. I mean, on yeah. both sides, which is which is war. I mean, that happens. Yeah. I mean, that that's not. I mean, that's I don't I don't necessarily even think that's like evil of whoever's doing it. Like I, anybody would do that same exact thing because it's it's a weapon. It's a resource in war. Um, I I think that w- one of the one of the reasons that I'm so mystified about the Russian invasion actually happening in this manner is because Russia has stated. Uh, that uh, or Putin specifically stated that that they're not going to occupy Ukraine, but all of their stated goals, yeah. right, are impossible without a not only an occupation, but what's probably going to be a pretty heavy and pretty financially costly, and probably in terms of lives, costly occupation too. And that's what's really sort of mystifying to me how how he thinks that they're going to pull that off. And that's why I'm like, this is a gamble that I just don't see. Like, that's why I'm saying the cost benefit analysis of this is just so skewed to me because there are going to have to be Russian troops in Ukraine for as long as uh, Russia wants to achieve its objectives in there, either that or bifurcation of the country. Um, Yeah. With Russia taking everything along the black sea. I wonder, I do wonder if they'll try, they'll continue to try to negotiate. I mean, there's a, you know, 
there's a chance that Zelensky's bosses flee and abandon him, and then maybe he would be free to negotiate with the Russians. I don't know. But with the, the more the longer this goes on and the kind of signals from NATO getting involved, the less likely that that looks like happening. Um, because you could see a kind of scenario where Russia tries to keep Zelensky on kind of, you know, and say, okay, but we're going to have your back. You know, you originally wanted peace with us. You stay on, you know, we're just going to take out all the goons that, you know, are below you or whatever. But I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I mean, that would, that would certainly, that, that's a, that's another gamble, right? Because I think that while Russia could probably negate some of the threat to Zelensky, like the actual threat of like a coup or something, if he negotiates to them, if they if they take over the country, uh, I just don't. I don't know if I see Zelensky doing that. I mean, it's 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 hard to judge from here. I just I I, I it to me it doesn't seem like either side really has much of a reason to negotiate right now. I mean, if Zelensky negotiates, he's negotiating for his basically his either own departure or his political or literal suicide. I think if, if Zelensky comes to an agreement with the Russians, someone will probably kill him, like yeah. a nationalist will probably kill him. I don't I don't see how that plays out at, at all in, in a different way. Um, but or he it has would to leave the country. end the invasion. <laughs> yeah, yes, but I also don't, I mean, I don't know about that either. You know, that, that, that is, it, you know, it, it, I don't know what that looks like, right? Does that look like Russia withdrawing troops? Because if Russia withdraws troops, then they don't really have a ton of leverage besides just saying, we'll do that again. Mm. Um, I mean, I just don't see how this ends in any way but a Russian occupation. Yeah, Um, yeah. And a Russian occupation is going to mean guerrilla warfare. It's going to mean stay behind armies activated. Um, mm. which the, the, there has been reporting on this. They are building, they've been building, they've Ukraine been building for those for fucking 10 years. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, the, the, yeah, the, there's you, some horrifying videos of what these Azov guys are doing, by the way, the, 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 the Ukrainian government has handed out, they say 20,000 rifles again, numbers fake. Um, but it's clear that they have handed out a lot of weapons, which is a disaster. Another gamble, right? You know, it's 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 that has paid off in one very notable uh, incident, which was in in Spain in the 30s. Uh, I'm not so sure that is going to pay off this. No, time. it's cr- sowed chaos in Kiev. There's mass yes. lootings. There's people shooting each other. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking. I mean, it's. I know it's a war zone, but it like is a literal war zone. It's fucking chaotic. I can't understand. I cannot understand for the life of me why they fucking did that. Then immediately after they tweeted out, watch out for Russian saboteurs. They're dressed as Ukrainian civilians. That is only to encourage people to shoot each other. Well, they said not only that, they're saying that they're, they're dressed as Ukrainian soldiers. And there have been some videos of, of what look like special forces arresting. I mean, there are without a doubt, Russian saboteurs in Kiev. That would be insane if Russia wasn't doing that. Um, Part of maybe maybe a, a purposeful and I'm sure actually a purposeful second order effect of that is it breeds paranoia and it leads to a lot of untrained people with weapons and who are paranoid and probably flooded with adrenaline into um, firing on other people and that yes, is which creates great fucking propaganda for American television watchers which is yes. that's what it fucking that's what I'm saying America is happy 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 to let Ukrainians burn. For their fucking disgusting, sick dogs who are horned up watching this shit at home. Another another sort of effect of that I think is going to be is is if and, and what I think is probably I mean, I'm not going to I'm going to not make a prediction here, but I I what w- what looks likely to happen is if Russia occupies the country, that means there are a ton of weapons, which weapons which are tied to people's passport numbers. Um, they say, although who knows how that actually plays out in practice. Uh, there are going to be a ton of weapons in the country uh, in civilian hands, um, which means that any sort of insurgency, uh, and insurgencies take a little while to build, but any sort of insurgency that does build um, is going to have an immediate pretty, um, it's going to have a big step up in terms of weapons. I mean, that's always a big thing about about uh, insurgent groups is the search for weapons abroad. Well, in Ukraine, they're bordered by four different NATO states, Right. Mm. Um, including in Romania, I think there's a pretty, 
although I'm not sure, but I think the Carpathians are in the northern part of uh, Romania, bordering, um, excuse me, bordering Ukraine. And and Ukraine is pretty flat for the most part. The two biggest mountain ranges are the Carpathians, and uh, there's one in Crimea, which mm. I think is kind of that's off limits. Uh, so Ukraine is not the best uh, best for guerrilla. I mean, obviously there were a lot of partisans there during World War II. Um, the the terrain uh, in terms of war fighting has changed pretty extensively since then. But uh, you know, there's going to be probably a pretty big resistance movement because that's the thing I really wanted to say here. By Russia invading Ukraine, um, I think that is going to drive a lot of people, understandably into the arms of Ukrainian nationalism, whether that means like actual Ukrainian ultra-nationalism or just people who wouldn't have thought of joining the Ukrainian army now picking up a gun. I mean, that is sort of what generally can happen if people yeah. invade your country. Look at Iraq, right? Yeah. Um, and and so that's what, that's what seems to me to be so mystifying is that, that Putin, I think, probably had – a lot of people who who were sympathetic to him in the country. I mean, he did have a lot of people who a were lot, at least yeah. sympathetic. Yeah, yes. and I think, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a core amount of those people who are who are who are going to stay like that. But uh, I, I think that this, this this makes it so there's no gray area for a lot of Ukrainians, uh, and that's that's I think pretty dangerous for Russia um, in terms of an occupation. I want to talk a little bit about the sanctions um, mm-hmm. because so the first wave that the U.S. passed and the U.K. passed and I guess Euro, everyone, um, was pretty minimal. I mean, like it really wasn't that <laughs> scary. Yeah. I think the U.S. in particular, I mean, they, you know, they try to kind of, you know, oh, it's Biden. What did he say? The mother of all sanctions or something like, like that. These, I feel like, like I've heard that before. I know. Although I did see that Eurovision kicked out Russia, which is, that's a big deal for me. Well, they should be in Eurasian vision. <laughs> um, but the sanctions packages are pretty um, not robust, not the mother of all sanctions, I yes. think. And the reason for that is that Russia actually holds a lot of cards. <laughs> and I think that, um, you know, in America in particular and in Europe as well, but really in America, a lot of people don't understand that. <laughs> that like, I mean, you know, for America is the number one buyer of Russian oil, for example. <laughs> like there are things that Russia can do to hit back or there's a, kind of a hard limit that the U.S. can can mm-hmm. hit with sanctions before it actually starts really actually hurting America <laughs> and hurting and hurting Europe and America back, you know? Um, and so that's why you see like Europeans, you know, they can't even, they, they were like, oh, we're going to, we need carve outs for Gucci and, you know, Belgian diamonds from these because we can't lose that the fucking Russian oligarch customer. Like they're saying they need to continue to sell Gucci to Russians. Yeah. 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 I think that's a bridge that they can (laughs) extend. (laughs) But it's funny because I was thinking about that and I was thinking like, I saw, you know, them announce that. I'm just like 30 years NATO membership and you guys can't even fucking ban like Louis Vuitton exports. Like (laughs) what the fuck is the European project? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if this is what it leads to, what use was it? I mean, I already obviously have, I, you know, I think longtime listeners of the podcast know how we feel about the European project. <laughs> but I mean, it is, it feels like if it isn't right now a watershed moment for the American project, it feels like one for the European for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of um, sort of hay was made about, uh, you know, Germany changing their disposition to Nord Stream. Um, I bet that changes back once the, uh, you know what? I'm not betting. I'm no, I'm not a betting man for this episode, but I could see that changing back, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the future when the dust has settled a little bit. Well, also uh, the greens are fucking morons. I'm sorry. Like, these well, guys are crazy. Green parties here. All right. Here's something I think that everyone can agree on is I think that the UN needs to ban green parties. <laughs> they are in every country always the most annoying party yeah um it but, is it, i would say the u.s green party 
is actually better. And this is how mind-blowing – is better than most European Green parties. <laughs> it's it's insane. Um, but I, I – um, Yeah, I mean, Germany's flat out does not have the supply no. to – like if there's another cold snap, which mm-hmm. very might well happen before winter is over, like Germany will not have the gas to heat the country. Yeah. So yeah. like they need German. I mean, they need Russian gas. It's just it's just a fact of the world economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I am not uh, I'm not an expert on on the economy. That's 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 your forte. I wear a different type of glasses than you do. <laughs> um, but. Uh, it it does seem like it's it's you know Russia is integrated into the world economy, and so isolating Russia more, and Russia is already obviously pretty isolated in terms of sanctions. Um, I mean, relatively, I, I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, you know, I was reading some article the other day about uh, how all this neon gas is made, oh, yeah. uh, made in Ukraine and what that's going to look like in terms of making chips. Um, oh yeah. It's necessary to make something <laughs> that makes the chips. Um, and, and it's, it's, yeah, I, I, I guess we'll see. I mean, th- and this is, this is sort of the future of warfare too, is balancing all this out. I mean, oh, it's yeah. kind of been the past of warfare in, in some cases, but it's going to be, I think a lot more apparent to a lot of consumers is, is how all of this shakes out in terms of like globalization, um, and, and, and international trade and manufacturing. Uh, cause it's, it's going to have definitely have some effect. I mean, Biden said he's like, there's going to have to be some sacrifices. Or, or oh my God. Don't get said. me started on that. Oh, that's so the, the fucking hubris of like the white house fucking saying that after, I think Americans after the past two years have sacrificed quite a lot, actually. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, and, what and- the fuck? Listen, you know me. The only the only vehicle that I I ride around is my damn Chevrolet. But uh, <laughs> gas prices, they tell me, have been climbing up. Myself, I don't I don't traffic in gas prices. No pun intended. I take the damn bus. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I think oil. What is it at? It was. I mean, I think I saw a J.P. Morgan analyst was saying that it could hit 150 by the end of the year, and that was before this whole thing happened. So that's fucking insane. I think it's yeah. at 105 or 106 now. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, Russia has oil. It has gas. It has, it's aluminum, titanium, neon, like you mentioned, cobalt. I mean, these are like serious, serious natural resources that if they wanted, they could shut a lot of people off from. Yeah, I mean um, Russia, Russia and Ukraine b- both actually, um, but I, I think mainly Russia supplies a lot of wheat to uh, to the Middle East as well. Yeah. I mean it's just like yeah, corn. I think that's mostly Ukraine, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, well, that would uh, uh, Khrushchev would lead me to believe that that's the case. <laughs> yes, um, I, I, I'm just sort of um, yeah, I, I'm I'm really interested and kind of afraid to see how this shakes out in terms of like international trade. I think that it, it, the funny thing about this year is that like at 2022 is no one's even pretending that this is going to be a good year. Like it's yeah. already sucked so many balls. And, <laughs> and, and, and a lot of the things that had sucked about like last year and really like the past like decade are just getting worse this year. And I, I think probably, um, a lot of the trade stuff is going to continue to get, uh, to get shittier and shittier. Well, that's the thing too, right? Because the central banks are still moving ahead with rate increases mm-hmm. and that to, to try to bring down inflation. But if this war sparks a commodity crisis that leads to inflation sticking, that can't that that can't be then resolved through, you know, uh kind of monetary policy, then you have raising rates and a slowing down economy, right? They're they're purposely slowing down the economy, which will lead to, by the way, people losing their jobs. So yeah. you have layoffs, rising rates, and sticky inflation. That's called stagflation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like that's a inflation very, just for the fellas. Yeah, that's like a real pickle to get out of. It's and and that's real serious, you know. Um, I mean, I think I don't think anyone thinks that the Democrats are going to like win anything. <laughs> In the fall election, yeah, but um, or in the you know midterm November election. I don't always say fall election, as if there's a spring election. That would be weird. Um, there should be a re- time of renewal. But yeah, I mean, this stuff. You know, there's there's a ton of different cascading effects there, right? Um, you know, a rise, for example, a rise in fucking natural gas or any of that that cascades into the airlines. 
all of it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Jet fuel is fucking expensive. Then you've got, you know, that's also the main way that a lot of stuff gets shipped. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we talked about this on our episodes about the supply chain, but like there are so many different kind of second order, third order, fourth order effects from all of this that, I mean, there's no way to game it all out. I'm not trying to like game out what's going to mm-hmm. happen, but I'm just saying like the longer this shit go- goes on, the worse and worse and worse it's going to get. That's the only sensible fucking position is an end to this as fast as, as possible. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. I it's, it's hard for me to see. I, I think there's a lot of sensible options that went uh, unsensed or sensed and purposely avoided. By a lot of different parties here, and and I, I I think that expecting any sort of sensible ending to anything is 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 probably asking a little too much. I mean, what 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 I know I, I I come back to the to the thought of of essentially what could be an insurgency in in Eastern Europe. I mean, that is sort of like the maximalist um, angle on it, but I think it's a real possibility, um, and I, I can't even begin to really like grapple with what that would mean. Um, I mean, it is, uh, yeah, it, it, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a massive event. I think if that, if that does indeed happen, I mean, Biden's asking for 6.5 billion for Ukraine right now. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Um, half, I think in like material aid, which I mean, I think means anything from weapons, which will probably take up a large part of that. And frankly, a large part of the weapons we're sending them probably are not accounted for necessarily in the yeah. budget that we would see um <laughs> another part in you know humanitarian supply whatever any of that means i mean we don't we don't necessarily have the specifics right now um or we don't have the specifics right now uh i think a lot of european countries are doing something similar so there's going to be a massive influx of of weapons and i, I basically anything else you can imagine into ukraine which um, means the russians are going to ramp everything up yeah, I mean that 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 that's like regardless of what what you feel about like Ukrainian, you know, uh, if the, about Ukraine's resistance to the Russian invasion, um that's basically a fact that if you flood anybody any country with weapons, with a lot of heavy weapons, that there is going to be almost certainly a lot of devastation. Um both for the people that live there, for the people that are fight everybody involved. Yeah. Um, I, 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 that is, that is, that is a scenario that I think is, is, is absolutely 100% on the table right now that Putin doesn't see that or sees that, but doesn't care. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Like he, there, there is, I can't imagine that a pretty devastating occupation for Russian soldiers would go very well at home uh, for Putin or for for Russians in general. Uh, I, I don't think that um, you know Russian is conscription, and I think that it would be pretty unpopular to send like your son or your your brother, or your husband, to go uh, you know I don't know guard a guard a police station in in Kiev and mm-hmm. then get shot. I mean that that does not sound like um, something that would be very popular do- domestically. Um, yeah. I think that one thing that's different than, like, for instance, Afghanistan here, um, you know, it, which is a uh, a place where a lot of countries have flooded a lot of weapons into, is that Ukraine is right next to is literally the border area between these two different, I mean, essentially warring sides, right? And that means a lot clearer and easier supply lines, uh, which means a lot more weapons and heavy weapons can be shipped over with incredible ease well Um, yeah it also amps up the possibility for you know say something gets hot on the polish border and mm -hmm. you know i mean if if forces start pushing through there russia will respond and then that's fucking nato territory and that's a whole new ball game i mean i don't that's yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that that's what I'm saying. It, it that's why it doesn't. I mean, this doesn't. My my take on that is that that doesn't benefit Russia either, right? Like, the, no. The, I, they've he said repeatedly, repeatedly that he doesn't want that, but that they'll yeah. do it. I mean, yeah, they make that yeah. clear, but that they don't want that. I mean, I have to think that, except for the most you know strange love of strange loves. That no one wants that. I don't know. Yeah. I bet I mean, the, there's I, people I doubt, at the Pentagon I, fucking so horned up right now. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, but even that, like, I doubt there's, I doubt there's a lot of people who really actually write this second desire war, a full on war between NATO and Russia. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, it's funny. I was watching. There's a good interview with Scott Ritter where he was talking about how he was like NATO could not win a war against Russia. I'm less sure of that now. Um, I really thought. I mean, I think you and I had diverge opinions on this, but I, I am. I thought the Russian army would do a lot better in terms of achieving their strategic goals in a faster well, they're, way. You have to, I mean, I do think that it has to be said that like one, they're being very restrained, which they've said, and they they have orders like no civilian, no, they're trying to minimize as many civilian casualties as possible, which they have. They're not destroying any infrastructure. So it takes longer and like, no, they're not. I mean, there's military infrastructure. Okay. But not yeah. like city infrastructure, not town infrastructure. Um, and so in order to do that, there's kind of a speed limit that you hit, right? And there's a speed limit in general for an invasion, but, but if they want to, if they get rid of that limit and they say, okay, go ahead. I mean, you speed up real fast, but in general, it has been fast. I think their advance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I thought it would be faster and I thought that they would, um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm surprised that they didn't actually seemingly achieve all of their objectives on uh, in terms of like blowing up military infrastructure on the first day. Like, and yeah, I the think, air. I, the I, air. I, I think the air thing is indicative of a deeper it's very problem. Very weird, but yeah. yeah, I'm a little baffled on that. But everything I mean, else, I think, makes has been very. I don't know. I think it's been very quick and methodical. I think there's like some weird, I saw some Wall Street Journal reporter who was talking about how they were being like slow and crazy. And I was like, I I don't know if Afghanistan like broke people's brains, but even like you mentioned Baghdad, like um, I always have to call it OIF because just saying Iraqi freedom like makes me angry. (laughs) Like I can't say that seriously. Um, But OIF was what? They took Baghdad in two weeks, and everyone was like, "That was so recklessly like yeah. fast, like famously, really fast. yeah, famously like too recklessly fast because you end up really maximizing casualties, right?" Um. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wonder if like part of me also wonders sometimes if like we're so used to movies that we think these things end in 120 minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, I have you know, no, I, like, know. I, I have fought in a war, and like it's it's. I, I guess like I, I expected a couple of things, and not not all of which are, are really r- Russia's necessarily like their their strategic fault or whatever. But one thing I expected, and I think probably the Russians did too, is that the Ukrainian army, like I said earlier, would either surrender on Moss mm-hmm. and Moss, however you ever pronounce that, uh, or put up a less uh, you know, fierce resistance because yeah. there have been of, of the, of the bits of fighting, um, that I've seen, uh, you know, there has been some pretty, some pretty intense fighting. Right. Um, and I, 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 I yeah, I mean, again, this just leads me, this is an ongoing thing. So like, I don't know what will have happened by tonight or by tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, it could be, it could be a total change in the strategic disposition of, of what's going on there. I have no fucking clue. Um, but what I do know is that, like, every day that this goes on without Ukraine surrendering, it does become exponentially harder for Russia, I think. Um, and obviously exponentially harder for Ukrainians as well. But, um, but I, I, yeah, I, 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 I am um, – this, this is the thing. I didn't think that Putin would do this literally because of all of the things that I'm saying here, because of all of the, like, of the just incredible um, – obstacles that the the russians are going to face there uh that that seem i guess you know he made the analysis and he says it's worth it so that they don't join nato um and 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 let's be clear like there are nato forces in ukraine yeah like, also i do want to say like if people like don't this isn't just like a friendship club like there's like it's not like like russia being like don't join nato like that's too much. Like it, it sounds like yeah. if you just say join NATO, it sounds like some like like it's minimal or not a big deal. It would literally. I mean, Russia sees Ukraine joining NATO as an act of war against yeah, Russia, yeah. basically that they're putting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they, I mean, you know, they felt the same way about Poland, but they couldn't do anything. And he's been yeah. saying this. I mean, you go back and you watch that famous Munich speech that he gave in 2007. That I know everyone like talks about, but. 
you know, Russia wasn't strong enough. The military wasn't, the economy wasn't strong enough. The military wasn't strong enough, but you know, he's been made all of this stuff clear for fucking decades, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, you know, like I'm saying that there are NATO forces there. I, I think Putin even mentioned like, you know, I know what you're doing at the air bases and like, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I don't think it's like crazy conspiracy. Like, of course there, are. I mean, Canada trains uh, yeah. all of these different there's NATO like countries. Med- there's crazy like Ukrainian biomedical troops. bases there too. <laughs> yeah. Like th- this, this, this is a real thing. Whether yeah. you think that's like worth it for Russia or not, that's, you know, that's your opinion. But like, it's, uh, you know, to, to, to invade, to, uh, to, to stop that. But the the fact is that's a reality. Um, you know, I, I I I tend not to take really seriously uh, Putin's uh, talk about like restructuring the the Ukrainian government, or I take it seriously because I think that he would. But like, I'm not sure what. I I guess I don't really know what gov- kind of government would be acceptable to to Russia. Um, you know, like one controlled by oligarchs. Like, all right, well, you kind of already have that. Um, but, uh, yeah, this time just Russian oligarchs. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't, yeah, I, I get, I just, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me or it, I mean, it makes sense in the fact that like, it's, it's a bullshit sort of reason. It's basically saying like, we need a government that's amenable to us or amenable to us and amenable to neutrality, which I guess means yeah. the same thing. Um, I just, yeah. I mean, one thing is like, and we mentioned, we touched on this briefly earlier, there is a possibility of Russia trying to basically separate East and West Ukraine. I don't think there's a giant like possibility. A partition. I th- yeah, partition. I thought yeah. there was. A, I, I think that if you asked me before Putin recognized the republics, I would say that's a higher possibility. I'm not saying that him recognizing the republics is why I stopped thinking it's a possibility, but that, that sort of delineation at that point of time. Uh, I have no idea now, but that is still on the table, I guess. Um what the fuck that would look like? I have no idea because here's the other thing too. They they started they they basically separate Ukraine into two. East Ukraine is not getting like a UN seat. It's not, it's going to be like fucking you know Transnistria or something. Like it's not yeah. going to have any sort of international recognition. And the other thing too is if he takes out Zelensky and puts someone else in, then Ukraine is just going to lose all international recognition. There's going to be like a government exile led by like a minister, a deputy minister of culture or something like that. Like it doesn't, it like, there's no possibility here. There is no ending here that is good for Ukrainians. thing I want to say is I cannot believe the like throngs of debunkers out there. In my notes, I call them wet noodle fence sitter debunkers Mm -hmm. that like their first fucking, the first thing they're worried about or care about. The first thing is, well, that's not the right left position to have on the issue. And well, actually, that should be this, and actually, it should be that. It's like, well, who the fuck are you? Like, all of it inevitably ends at, at or like leads to just NATO apologia. Like all of it. Yeah, it's well, crazy. Well, it's like you. Scr- I I cannot believe how quickly people turn to neocons. I just I cannot believe it. One thing I've noticed um, online, and again, online that 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 is that is a a, a another battlefield in this war, right? Yeah. And I, I mean that literally. I, yeah. there, it is, you know, there are, although Russia doesn't seem to be waging it very strongly, or at least knows they probably can't get much of a foothold. Um, but uh, I have seen a lot of people um, essentially make excuses for NATO in in this context, yeah. or say that this doesn't have anything to do with NATO, like, or like calling like the, like Nazi militias fake news. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Or, or e- even saying like, I mean, and, and people like I had, I had, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people like I, and I'm sure this will happen after this episode come out, be like, you're apologists for Putin or whatever. And, and it really is reminiscent of like, of the war in Iraq. Yeah. And, and, it's and, psycho. And, and, and Syria. And, well, yeah, and, and, on, and on one hand, like I think a lot of people, especially a lot of people who spend much of their day online mm. and much of their mental space in uh, sort of the discord of the soul, where they where they sort of like get wrapped up into these like mimetic 
I don't know, cycles and they kind of just meme themselves into these weird beliefs. I don't know. I, I, I will say that like, this has definitely shown me that like the, uh, the sort of dirtbag left Bernie bro sort of like meme archetype mm. has morphed. Like there is a sort of new generation of like weird left wing person online that is like more annoying and weird than I could have ever predicted. I think it's just called a Democrat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can't um, believe, like, uh, I mean, there's people, like, fucking uh, the debunkers who are like, oh, like, all of this is overblown. Like, talking about, like, Azov is, like, overblown or whatever. Or, like, it's Russian propaganda. It's like, dude, the Russia, okay, they, people are going to call me apologists. I don't give a shit anymore. Whatever, fine. But it's like, it's true that Russia did introduce a UN resolution to condemn Nazism. And there were two no votes, the U S and Ukraine. Yeah. Like that did happen. That's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I cannot believe the kind of like just the NATO apologists full force fucking Rose emoji and bio. It's disgusting. Yeah. 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 And, and, and well, one, one other thing too, is that like, I think when big events like this happen, um, you know, like these uh, people who spend a lot of time on uh, maybe online and maybe in online communities kind of go crazy, right? Because not only are you, are you introduced to like a possible world or a, you know, I would say probable world historical vibe shift here with <laughs> Ukraine. Um, but, uh, the but you're also sort of bombarded with information. And so I think a lot of people get like really emotional and really crazy about this. And like, in, and, and I, and I, you know, it reminds, it's fervor essentially. And it, it reminds me, um, a lot of, of really how like Iraq was, especially the way people talk about this. Like if, if you at all try to take a, 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 uh, you know, a, a, a realist, a, a sober assessment, yeah, totally. or even just like a sober assessment of this, you know, it's like, you're an apologist. It's 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 really what it's saying is you're with us or with the terrorists. And here's the thing: it's like if you are an American, and I am an American, but like you know, our country just <laughs> we just left fucking Afghanistan after devastating the country in a in a decades long occupation. After which we steal all of their money and then give it to Americans. Well, maybe are going to give it to Americans. Um, you know, your, your, your country has debt, like it, it, we are participating in the wars in Syria in, and in Yemen, right? In Yemen, over a quarter million, probably, I think it's like 300,000 something people have died and Americans were, were guiding those planes. We are providing that ammunition, like that war is happening. America could end that war tomorrow with a snap of its fingers, right? Mm. Um, it could end know, this it, one. And it chooses not to because yeah, it wants, yeah, look, it fucking wants to throw Ukraine into, you know, fucking to the grist. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, it, 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 it <laughs> what's happening in Ukraine, like, I, you know, I, I, I it's, it's awful. You know, I, I don't yes. think there's any, there's, 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 there's really any doubt about that. It's, it's awful. Um, and, and I hope that it ends as soon as possible. I don't think it will. Um, it might, you know, I don't know. Again, I'm I'm scared of making predictions now. Um, but I, I, I think that uh I think that it won't. Um and, and I and I hope that it does. This episode was kind of all over the place. <laughs> well, we're just talking to each other. Yeah. And letting, we've been talking to each other for the past couple of days, but the listeners don't know what we said to each other. <laughs> and I got to say, I was like, yeah, I was having some damn fevers when this shit started. Were you? Yeah. I, dude, I was baby doll. I was, I got, I got, I got the COVID. Oh my God, dude. I know. I have long COVID <laughs> I I'm, I don't even know. I don't know what. I don't, if I'm wrong about anything ever again, it's because I had long COVID. That's that's what I, Young Chomsky's pointing to himself. So I guess he's saying I agree with you. I and I also have it. It's real, and I have it. And actually, I'm dying from it. Oh my god. Well, I'm Liz. My name is Brace. The podcast. Oh, whoa. My name is Brace. We're of course joined by producer Young Chomsky. The podcast is called Truanon. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Oh, 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 oh,